Welcome back, friends. Once again, we'd like to thank you for giving us your precious time in order to listen to the show. Also, keep sending us questions so that we can keep answering them with our amazing, flawless execution. And then also, remember to keep sending us your feedback, because we want what you want. A better show. Well, you had to cut this early intro out. I mean, anyway, so. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to use a, a portion of it for the after credit, as I usually do now. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll just fade out on the, I was talking to a girl and a nitpick. I'll just fade out on that. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'll cut that chunk out and then uh, let's start it up right now. So that's that's a new new headset mic, right? New gamer. Stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is my new new rig for recording uh, the podcast with you, Mister Clay. I got oh, me yeah. a got me a new. Uh, let's see here, Esca E one thousand. Looking at the paperwork here, uh, gamer headset. Sounds pretty hardcore. Yeah, it lights up on the side stuff too. Do you see it light up? Oh, perfect. That's exactly yeah. what you need for uh, recording a podcast. Yeah, exactly. You need Man. little cat ears or like maybe elf ears or some sort of antelope antlers or something on top i just put fucking big purple dongs on the side of it that's you know? perfect that's perfect yeah, like, and, it, and i'll drink bud light nothing wrong i mean nothing <laughs> wrong with that uh, yeah I've, when i do my gaming I, i've got a, just a regular turtle beach and i used to have a like these are my old turtle beach ones right here Oh, okay. And then my kid broke his, so I gave him my old headset, and I went and bought a new headset. I was tired of having it plugged in. Yeah. And what I found is when I bought the new Bluetooth one, holy fuck, man, the sound was way more incredible than plugging into my controller. It was nuts. But wow. I think there might have been something wrong with the, the port. I bought two controllers off some guy online, and he said they were brand new. They came like mint in box. And as soon as I started playing, one of them had drift. So like one of the controllers was on the inside pushing down in a certain direction and my character was going around in circles when I wasn't even touching the controller. Uh-huh. And then I plugged in the headset and I couldn't hear out of one of the ears. Mm-hmm. I was like, this motherfucker, you know, like he probably took an old one, refurbished it, kept the box, put it in, put new tape on it and is selling them as brand new, but like $40 less than regular price. Right. So it kind yeah. of pissed me off. Cause then he wasn't like replying to emails and shit and he wasn't replying to texts. So I was stuck with, I bought two from him thinking like, oh, this is a really good deal. My controllers usually die after using for, I don't know, six months or so. I, I'm I'm tough on them when I'm playing Call of Duty. Like with running, yeah. I'm constantly pushing down on stuff. So that kind of pissed me off. So yeah, had to buy a brand new controller. And then, then I got that headset and I was like, wow, the crystal clear sound out of this. These, what do you call them? Headphones? Yeah. That's that yeah. new dangled word the young kids that, are using? That, yeah, that's that. Thanks. Now you can hear. Now you can hear them trying to sneak you up and catch you from behind. Yeah, I mean, you, not, that, not that you might not appreciate that, but uh, well, I mean, not not in game, maybe in real life. You know, <laughs> a little bit more adventure. Uh, well, I need more adventure. It's less fun when the when the character in the game has a knife in his hand. He's about ready to take you out. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, no, so I can, there you whatever. go. But it's awesome that I, I tried recording with that before, but it didn't quite sound right when I listened to it for myself. So I'm going to keep using my mic. The yeah. the headset one didn't work on my end. It works. It sounds great on, on your end right now. Well, like, that's great. I was going to say, you sound, you sound perfect, man. And, and uh, you know, I still got my old mic, you know, my old mic that I've used, which is, it's still a good quality mic, but you know, it's like 10 years old. I like, actually, it's more like 12 years old. So 
Uh, it's yeah. weird to think that you're still using something from that long ago. Like my iPad has got to be 15 years old. It has to be. Push. I got I got clothes I wear that are 30 years old. What are you talking about? You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. My my iPad doesn't even play shit anymore. I can't even download anything to update the any of the apps. It's pretty much useless. I can search on Google, but as soon as there's a link to a video, YouTube won't load because I can't download the latest version because it doesn't work on the software. Right. So yeah, I can check email and I can like Google search. So it's essentially just sitting beside my bed doing nothing. Yeah. You know, I think there actually might be a built-in. I don't know if there's a built-in microphone. I don't think there is with this with this webcam. I hopefully there isn't because it might you know might you might be conflicting. But if it sounds good, then it and it probably doesn't. You know, I don't hear any echoes or any feedback and buzzing, which is all good. No, no, no. And, I, and I, if I remember correctly, looking at at the eBay listing, uh, it didn't say anything about a microphone because I wouldn't have bought a, a a headset. Well, I bought this headset for a reason. I did this. I did this. Uh, this thing where I, I needed to be recorded and they needed to have a microphone close to my mouth while I was talking. So, hmm. so it worked out and I'm, I'm happy with the new tech. So now I can use, I can use my main computer and, you know, cause I still haven't jacked my old laptop. It wasn't able to, I wasn't able to get started last time. So uh, we'll see if I can get it fired up to make sure I got everything I need off of it. Cause otherwise I think that that laptop's toast. Time to put some cordless drill bits through that fucker. Yeah. I, what do I do with, I mean, I got like three or four old computers just piled up in a closet, you know, and it's like, how yeah, you, you can know, take out the hard drives and just take everything else to the dump. Yeah. And with the hard drives, just drill through it. Right. So people can't get data. I mean, I don't know what you, who the fuck goes through it. Does anybody actually go to the dump and take old computers and try and go through the hard drives? Like, is that a thing? I don't know. You'd think criminals are lazier than that, but uh, and plus it says no scavenging, right? When you get to the dump, you're not allowed to scavenge. Scavenge? Well, I mean, you know, our dump is like a big kind of protected kind of dump. You know I mean? I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, it's private property. They have guards and everything else that are on the, around the dump. It's a big, like huge, huge thing. You can't, I mean, there are parts where you can go in there and privately like, like dump spaces, yeah. but like stuff that's picked up from like your house, you know, and I don't know. I don't know. I guess it'd probably be being super paranoid to be worried about it. You know, take it out, drill it, do whatever, and then say good enough. And because yeah, I have an old computer that I haven't used in easily sixteen years, just sitting there, and I can't get it to boot up. So I, I know it's fucked, but yeah. I've just been too scared to throw it away just in case. I don't. I don't know what's on there. Right. Uh, but I mean, if I can't get it to boot up, I'm pretty sure whoever finds it isn't going to spend the time and money to try and get it to boot up, right? Yeah, and, and not only that, you know, it's kind of like I feel like, well, if, if I haven't had a, a reason to try to get on there to pull anything off of there, then there's nothing on there that I need. Yeah. You know, there's no, I'm like, oh, you know, this computer from 2002 has something I need. Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, no, oh, yeah. I doubt it. So. Yeah, not going to worry about that shit. Yeah. I guess well, I'll, take you, my, I'll take it out to the what graveyard. Take it out and just shoot it up, man. Yeah. Get, get a 50 cal and just blow some rounds through it. Well, in Canada, it's probably harder to find a 50 cal than it is in the States. So <laughs> I guess I could make it to you and you, you can shoot it up. Uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> guess, I'm, I'm guessing that the, what do they call it? The maid, the, the, the group maid, the, uh, whatever it is. I don't know what the abbreviation stands for up there, but it's uh, assisted, uh, insisted termination. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> they probably don't supply 50 cows. Hey, nope. you want to assist anybody today? <laughs> no, I'm they, good. They want it to be a little bit more peaceful than that. Well, let's hope so. I mean, yeah, they're encu- they're encouraging new categories for it, but <laughs> at least it's peaceful. But I mean, it, it's good for people that are terminally ill that just don't well, want to stick around, right? Yeah, but you, but... you can't round up homeless people. And like, <laughs> oh, guess what? You're gonna volunteer to end your life, and yeah. we're gonna help you. Yeah, yeah, um, that that was an interesting story. I mean, uh, I guess they they could Hunger Games it. That'd be kind of cool. Well, that's probably going to happen anyway. That's what I figure. That's what I figure America's going to be. By the time I'm about the time I'm retirement age, it's going to be you know, Hunger Games for your Social Security. Yeah. You know. Thank you, government. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that maybe, would be interesting maybe, to watch on pay per view. I mean, uh, I, I'd I'd pay twenty thirty bucks to watch people hunting other people, but I'm, I might be in the minority there. I don't, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see senior citizens doing it. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. these 10 people all have terminal cases or whatever. Let's see if they can win something for their family in the future. <laughs> no, nah, they're just going to wipe, wipe it away. Forget about it. Yeah. Gladys has got her motorized walker <laughs> with twin mounted 50 cows. While, <laughs> while Cal, he out, he opted for the two, two to two, two, three. <laughs> with an automatic flamethrower out of the rear. They're they're off the finish line. They're three feet away now. <laughs> <laughs> no sneaking up uh, on Cal. Yeah, half halfway to the weapons crate. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Uh, yes. Yeah, Good I'm time. not. I'm not going to be alive when that happens. Hey, you know, maybe by the time I get to that point, your 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 boy Trudy uh, might not be uh, still running things. So hopefully that that's that. I think that's the plan currently for most of Canada is to ensure that he doesn't continue to run us into the ground. But hey, well, whatever. Well, he's got, what, two and a half more years since he, or three years since he just did elections uh, last fall, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Unless oh, well. he's really popular and he calls another election, which he has the power to do. Right. How, how fucking weird is that? Hey, I'm really popular right now. Let's have an election. You can do that I, indefinitely. I know. Do, what the fuck kind of rule is that? Uh well yeah I think I think you guys need to change your 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 laws a little bit but uh I think that's some crap yeah not to not to mention the fact that you can have unlimited terms yeah crazy right that, that's crazy yeah, yeah. PM oh, for life that's right yep that guy that guy can that guy can duck scandals like a like a well oiled duck underwater uh, when you don't answer questions it's hard for them to you know prove anything well. Well, at least your boy's not up there talking about ice cream and, and people braiding his, his leg hairs when he was a kid. Uh, who, the, who the heck has their leg hair braided? Anyway, we're getting up on other <laughs> topics. Let's let's get to the topics of the day for the know-it-alls right. that, are, so, that are wanting to listen. I, w- I want you to pick. Are we going to talk long weekend, because it's a long weekend right now while we're recording, and camping? Or do you want to pick customer service experiences that were either really good in your favor or really oddly what the fuck did i just see or really poor in your favor wow i don't know because whatever one you pick we're just going to do the other one next time yeah yeah i'd say probably customer service i've got some i think i've got some fun customer service stories that might come to mind all right no dolls uh this week after your our little political hunger games new headset did we talk about anything else that was it right 
pretty much. All right. Yeah, yeah, other than other than the senior games, the <laughs> <laughs> yes, the senior games. All right. So uh, other than those uh, topics that are all dead in the water, we are going to talk about customer service yes. or lack of customer service, depending on where the story goes. So what do we talk about customer service that we experienced as being the customer service person or either customer way. service as far as us going somewhere and having horrible Either way, either you service. were serving or being served. It doesn't really matter if it's a fun story. It's it's a fun story. I, I was working the other day and one of the kids who works for me, he was coming in. He, he's a, a funny fucking kid. Like he, he's very intelligent and he's hilarious. But he just said he went into the mall and his friend's working at this clothing store, like a sporty goods kind of place. And he was trying on some hats and he's like, oh, do you have a hat in this color and this size? And the guy was like really busy. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Let me help you out. And uh, as soon as the the guy who was working there walked into the back to look for the hat, my employee just walked out. It was like really, really busy at the time. And he said it was funny because when the guy came out with the hat, he was probably walking around the store looking for him. And he was long gone at that point. I'm like, why did you do that? He goes, because it's fucking funny. So my friend wanted to help me out and he just comes back out. I can just picture him right now walking around the store, busy as fuck, his boss trying to get him to do shit. He's like, no, no, this guy wanted a hat. And he couldn't find me anywhere. He just came straight to work. No, he didn't plan it. He just thought at the spur of the moment that it would be funny to him. <laughs> kind of a dickhead move, right? But yeah, also kind of funny if you if you see it happening. Uh, none of us got to watch the aftermath of it, but you know, at least you could think it's funny. There's a lot of things that happen in life that you do, and you think, huh, I wonder if this is going to be funny to someone, but you don't actually see the reaction. Right. Like we had a, a horseshoe place in my hometown and I remember we just got a fresh layer of snow and it was sort of sunken in. You had to like walk down a hill to get to the bottom of the horseshoe place. Mm-hmm. So I, I walked down there, but I, I walked just like in the snow. My tracks were the only ones right to the middle. Once I got to the middle of it, I just like drew a dick and balls in the snow with my feet. I walked around to all the snow was stamped out other than the shape of the huge testicles and the huge penis. And then I went back to my footprints and I walked out backwards in the same footprints. So it just looks like I disappeared at like a dong right in the middle. So it, it, it had stopped snowing. But yeah, if you came across that at the top of the hill and you look down, you're like, wow, footprints to the middle and a big, huge penis and no footprints leaving. Like, did the guy get abducted? Did an alien look down and go, fuck, that's amazing. Can it, like, this is awesome. Look at that. Human Human beings are amazing. We need that guy. You know, maybe I would have been the ruler of their planet. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> if it was a dong shaped planet clay <laughs> man oh man i would be the king of the dongs i'm cool with that i wonder how i wonder how a a dong shaped planet would actually circulate around a sun would it like kind of go like a missile around it would it like twirl like a helicopter <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what would, what would be the physics of a dong shaped planet well i'm i'm not a physics uh, major by any stretch of the imagination but i do have a friend who has a a doctorate in laser engineering so he was heavily into physics i could i could ask him to draw it out and see if he could make it work with <laughs> all of the angles and the gravity well now now, now i'm curious is is every planet in the absolute universe circular shaped would it actually would it naturally wear that shape i'm guessing that there has to be planets that aren't globes of course there's some people on our planet that don't even believe this one's a globe you know it's just a flat disc i I go to the edge and i just like put on my magnet shoes and i flip over then i walk upside down (laughs) on the other side every time uh, that I, i hear people talking about flat earth i keep thinking back to that drawing of of the map of the world 
And it says when the Japanese or oh, flat earthers think that when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, this is the route they took. And it's like an 18 hour flight from Japan all the way over to Hawaii because they couldn't have gone the other way because we're not round. It's flat. Right. And what they right. did that without refueling in what, like 1942 <laughs> or whatever. Come on. Fuck off. Well, I mean, I mean, they are remarkably fuel efficient with their design. So still, you know. there's no way that they flew for 18 hours to bomb something. Not only that, it would have been more than 18 hours. I mean, to fly. Unless, unless you're being lied to about how big the Earth is. The flat Earth is actually smaller than the circumference of the Earth is now. Well, I'm pretty certain that the planes I'm in just fly around in circles for extra time period just for fun. <laughs> to waste fuel. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, yeah, dong-shaped planets. There you go, folks. Uh, dong-shaped planets. Okay, yeah, I'll talk to my uh, physics friend and see if he wants to spend 15, 20 minutes trying to do it. I've I've seen him do stupider things. I'm guessing it would just fly around kind of like, like a fidget spinner. That's kind of what yeah. I'm thinking. Just wobbling? Well, I don't know. Yeah, just kind of wobbling. You know, I don't know. The thing is, if, you know, the, the big question would be, is it a soft dong or a hard dong? Well, it has to be a hard. It has, it has to be a hard, hard dong. dong. And can well, you what, imagine if it had a molten core, and the only volcano on the entire planet was the the penis tip, and occasionally when there's an eruption, it's like red. Which just whenever you get red out of your wang, that's not a that's not a healthy. Thing. <laughs> hey, the other planets just keep getting pissed. Damn it, dong planet, <laughs> quit flying by when you're spewing magma. Uh Wiping themselves off. Yeah, you ever had uh, anything come out of your wang that wasn't uh, you know, urine or semen? Uh, no. You never, had, you never had pus? No, no, no. No, oh. never. I, nope. I mean, I, I say it like I'm surprised because clearly I've had things come out of my wang that are odd. But well, remember- thankfully, yeah, and thankfully, I've never shot a, a kidney stone out yet either. So I'm not looking forward to that one day in the future. Uh, probably. I mean, I did it. It was fine. I didn't feel anything. They give you a drug as long as they, you know what's coming out. The doctor knows they give you a drug to make your urethra way, way wider. Like when my kidney stone. Wow. Came out, when my kidney stone came out, it was like the size of a match head. That's a pretty good size. And it just I didn't even I was I had to urinate into a sieve. Until I got the particles that way they could take it in for testing. And I just sat there peeing before one of my shifts for work. And this thing just popped out into it. And I looked at it and I go, huh, I didn't feel a thing. Like, not a fucking thing. And it was huge. I was like, that fit out of my dick hole? Holy fuck. And yeah, uh, yeah the, the doctor said that it was mainly sugars. So that's when I cut a lot of pop out of my diet. And a lot of cereal out of my diet. And a lot of, like, sweet snacks, chocolate bars, stuff like that. Which, I mean... I haven't, you know, knock on wood, had another kidney stone. So I think I might have solved that problem. But yeah, as long as you know what's coming, they can make your urethra wide enough that it's not a problem. So instead of a regular straw, it's like a cook, it's like a it's like a McDonald's straw, you know, those huge ass McDonald's straws. <laughs> McDonald's milkshake straw. You got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word to the wise, folks. If you're gonna do a line of Coke, don't use a McDonald's straw. You will die. <laughs> Holy crap, he did two lines at once. What the oh he's got a McDonald's straw. Yeah, you need Thanks, one of those, McDonald's. You need one of those metal ones that they have nowadays. Those are the small little pinner ones. Oh yeah, yeah. What are your seven eleven ones like? Like for your Slurpees? They're not as big as oh, the McDonald's the, ones here. No, they're pretty big and they got like that little like scoop thing on the yeah, end. Yeah. You know? Uh, Dude, I don't know. I've been when's the last time you had a seven eleven Slurpee? Years. Because oh, they they went they went to paper straws like three years ago. 
Oh God. So and the, the, the stuff from the Slurpee freezes inside the straw. Like if you drink and you take your mouth away, there's still Slurpee left in there. Right. Right. And the paper straws would freeze. So you couldn't get it out. You'd have to actually, sorry, you'd have to actually grab the straw, pinch it and squeeze it to push all the fucking frozen shit back into the Slurpee cup. <laughs> And yeah, we we bought a whole bunch of plastic scoop cups from a dollar store when that happened. So I have like 400 at work. Yeah. And then 7-Eleven finally heard the cries from all their customers saying, um, fuck you, no more of this shit. And now they're back to plastic. Yeah. Well, I didn't get to go through that. So I must, it's been before that experience happened. I don't know. Maybe they didn't even do it down here. Maybe they did. I don't know. But uh, it's, it's been. Well, our, our great leader is banning plastic straws, like illegal, making it illegal if your business uses a plastic straw. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Thank God. Well, he's he's all about being a environmentalist and a feminist, but he will fly his private plane as much as he possibly can with as many entourages as he can and renting as many SUVs as he possibly can whenever he goes to a hotel and, you know, booking out, you know, he's an environmentalist. Oh, oh yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's a giver like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a, plane, probably a plane full of hookers, allegedly. Oh, well, now I want to be prime minister. That sounds pretty fucking awesome. Well, I mean, who wouldn't want to be prime minister? I mean, especially if you have no qualifications for it other than your name. Yeah, that you sounds know. perfect. What's yeah. wrong with that? <laughs> all right so uh, customer yeah. service okay customer service all right well, let's see some fun customer service stories for me uh i got a couple from when i was a kid when i worked at a um god what was the name of it basically it was like a it was like a large kind of uh drug store kind of oh drug emporium that was the name of a drug emporium it was a it was a, a a chain that was around in the in the 80s that was kind of like what you'd call the equivalent of like a, a CVS or a Walgreens or something like that. Right. So, you know, it was kind of like basically it was basically, you know, the majority of the stuff was there because there was a, you know, a pharmacy. But then they had a bunch of other crap, too. So, you know, toothpaste and uh just what, general, was, what was your job? Just working the till or were you stocking well, shelves? Well, or? two different I had two different jobs. I was a <laughs> I was I was a uh um I was a cashier for a while and then I was a stalker. So let's see cashier story. You know, the, one of the best stories of course is a classic to do is had, had somebody come up and they had uh condoms and they didn't have a price on them. So I got Perfect. to go. Yeah. So I got to go price check aisle six <laughs> Trojans. Can someone please come up and do a price check on Trojans or whatever. <laughs> that was fun to embarrass the heck out of them. Uh, and then after I was moved from the cashier job, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I lasted for about two months as a stalker. Uh, and uh, one time when I was a, when I was stalking, I was back there stalking. So I'm against the back wall, and this person came over to to ask me where the toothpaste was, and the toothpaste was literally like six feet away from me, like to my right. And I'm yeah. like stalking stuff, and they come up to me and ask me where the toothpaste was. And all I get all I really need to do is just point like right over there. And I I, I said, um, okay, you need to go down this aisle. All the way to the end, take a left, go to the next aisle, and come back, and then you'll see it just as you're getting to the end. Yeah. So basically, I just told him to go up, Trump, come back around, <laughs> and then come back down eight feet over, right? Instead of just going over. And then as soon as he started walking down the aisle, I walked off and went somewhere <laughs> else where I could watch him. And the dude comes comes down to the end of the aisle, like looks around, he's like, we at the toothpaste, and he's just like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, it's right there. 
so that was me being a dick uh, as far as customer service goes. Yeah, but what was it like? Ah, oh, fuck these people. I hate customers. Dick. I was just like, eh, meh. It'll be funny. I just thought eh, it was funny. I I just thought this guy is, uh, you know, this dude is is how how stupid you know are they? How blind are they? You yeah. know, and you know, I mean, I was seventeen, so you know, you still got him the thing he wanted. Oh yeah, I did. I just didn't make it as easy for him as it could have been. And uh, so that was, uh, that was really funny. Let's see here. Some other customer service stories. I don't know. I've had remarkably bad service, but nothing like funny, just bad service in a lot of places. I used to collect CDs. I'm sure you understand that. that oh, yeah. Is, right. So yeah. I collected lots of CDs and the only place I could get import stuff would have, would have been HMV. Okay. Yeah. So I'll go to HMV a lot. Like, did you guys have HMV? <laughs> no, we, we we had our own version like of HMV. We we had H HMV later, I think, a little bit, okay. but but we had like our own like mall stores that were kind of like the equivalent of something like that. So yeah, so I was at HMV a lot, probably three days a week, just to see if any import shit came in. And I've you've known me, I've got long hair. I mean, I've lost right. tattoos now, but back in the day, I didn't have that. And I would always get asked the question, hey, man, uh, do you know where I could find this CD? Or, hey, man, do you know when this album's coming out? And I would always have to say, oh, sorry, I don't I don't work here. I'm just looking for CDs. But it would happen literally every single time I was at HMV. So yeah, I guess, you know, long hair, rockin', music, they probably assumed that I worked there. The thing that really pissed me off is I got addressed daily when I was there where stuff was. But no matter how many times I applied for a job, I never got hired there. And that pissed me off. Yeah, like, like, out of all the out of all the people, I'm I'm a fucking customer who keeps getting asked shit that your employees get asked. Hire me. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be hiring me. That this makes perfect sense to hire me. Right. Yeah, and I, oh man, working in a music store would have been great. Never got that job. Yeah, I, I well, you know, I think I've told you I worked at a music store. Did I ever tell you I worked at a music store? Have I ever talked about that? No, you know. talked about owning. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I owned I owned one for a while, but I worked for for um for several years before I owned my own location. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if I ever told those stories. So yeah, when I was like 23, I was working at a uh, alarm company, and our alarm business had the alarm for the local Blockbuster Music, which at the time Blockbuster Video had a, a music department that that existed for a short period of years. And so we had the alarm for it. So I got to know the manager really well. And I just basically asked him one time, I was like, Hey, I'm looking for another part-time job. You know, would, would you be able to hire me for there? So basically yeah. I didn't really, I mean, I, I had to apply, but it was like already a done deal. I just had to pass the drug screen. You know, the yeah. funny thing, funny thing was, is that they like did a hair drug test for blockbuster music. Like seriously, you guys are like that worried about you're doing a hardcore <laughs> hair not a not a pee drug test a hair drug test so yeah i passed but uh <laughs> not sure how but uh, i did um and uh and so i, I worked there for a couple of years then i worked for a used music store chain uh cd warehouse that disappeared also like like all cd stores have pretty much yep. and, yeah and then i owned my own uh music store for about a year and then that was the last of my retail music store uh experiences so i don't know i thought about getting a part-time job at one point of working like a half price uh books which also has cds and stuff too but i'm like i don't really want to do retail it's not my thing yeah i don't think i want to do i mean i'm 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 almost done with customer service i truly am yeah 
this is it gets to me. I mean, there's a lot of good people, right? A lot of good people. And I don't think I've got any bad customers. Like it just doesn't happen. We we do the job well enough that we don't get angry people, right? Right. And we don't get just fucking ignorant angry people just coming in to to be assholes. It's not a thing that happens. I just I just don't want to be at the beck and call of people anymore. You know? No. I totally understand. I don't want to be at the beck and call of people either. And I even say, like, when, when people ask me, you know, hey, you're selling your business? I go, yeah, I'm selling the business. And they go, any reason why? I was like, just I've been here a long time and I'm just, I'm done. Like, I, I tell them that my dream job right now, the way I, I dream is I, I just want to go be a Walmart greeter. I want to say hi to people and I just don't want to do anything. I don't want to stock shelves. I don't, I don't want to be responsible for shit, for people, right. for things. Sure, when the buzzer goes off, I have to be responsible enough to be like, hey, what are they stealing or are they stealing? But I mean, I can handle that, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I just, I'm I'm not saying that job is, you know, easy. I'm just in my pers- perspective of it when I walk in, that is an ideal job that I want right now in my life. I just don't want to be responsible for shit, which I don't know if that'll ever change because I might not sell my place for years and years. So I might just have to deal with what I'm dealing with. But in my head, Walmart Greeter sounds like a pretty snazzy place to be for a couple months till i figure something out well i guess it beats being on set fluffer so well, i mean you know i mean depending on the money that might be worth it right <laughs> i mean you wouldn't really have too much responsibility fluffer you just piss. gotta keep, keep the guy hard <laughs> piss boy oh piss boy <laughs> fluffer uh yeah yeah um the other night i had a a guy came in to order that was a late night like an hour before close he comes in and he starts to order and then this kid walks in probably about 16 walks in the door like looks at me the guy that's ordering looks over at the door and then the guy at the door the 16 year old kid just turns around and walks out yeah and then the guy looks at me and he continues to order and then this other guy comes in like 22 years old 20 maybe no more than 27 walks in he stands like literally right behind the guy and he looks me in the eye and he's like italian pizza like as a question and I looked at him, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, but I'm helping this gentleman right now. I can help you in about three minutes when I've done this. Uh, are you asking if we carry Italian pizza? And he just looked at me and he's like, the guy ordering right now, just in case you were wondering what's up, that's my dad. And I was like, oh, okay. And in my head, I'm like, the only thing I'm wondering right now, I wasn't wondering about your relationship to the guy ordering. I was wondering why you walked in, stared me down and blurted out the words <laughs> Italian pizza. Like, I don't, that's what I'm wondering. I don't want to fucking get it. And the guy didn't seem, you know, special needs. He didn't seem autistic. He just, just blurted out those fucking words to my face. And then after, I guess his dad ordered the guy who was behind him, the guy who blurted out just steps right towards the till as if he wanted to order. And I was like, oh, did, did you want to add? Because his dad already paid. I was like, oh, did you want to add something to the order? And he looked at me like I was a moron. And he's like, no, my dad just ordered. I was like, what the fuck are you doing in here? Go away. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I just, and then the, the kid just walks out with the dad. And I just like stood there shaking my head like, what the fuck just happened? I don't, I don't understand. Like, Can you even register why someone would do that? Other than being special needs, but he wasn't special needs. Well, he might have been. You don't know. I mean, he he. You know, I mean, he could have just been a little off. You know, he could have been on shrooms. <laughs> Who knows? I guess so. Yeah, I guess he could have been high or something. It's just 
to me was just really fucking weird. And I had to tell one of the guys I was working with and I was like, so I need you to tell me, is this, is this funny or is this just weird? And he's like, well, it's weird, but it's funny the way you tell it because I wouldn't have thought much about it until you brought up like, what the fuck was this guy thinking? Why the fuck, right. would, you, why the fuck would you do that? Why the fuck would you think you, you were concerned if this guy was related to the guy in front of him? Like, like, okay. So it's in how you tell the story, which makes it funny. Right. But I was like, all right, cool. But yeah, then I made the food and then he sent the 21 year old, 22 year old kid to come in to <laughs> grab it. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is this guy going to say now? He's like, oh, hey man, I'm here to pick up the pizza that my dad ordered. It's like, all right, all right, here you go. He's like, you have a good night. I was like, you have a good night too. So he's just normal as fuck. I don't get it. I don't know. Now I just want to walk into a random place, walk up behind somebody and go, <laughs> Italian pizza? Yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, man? It just seemed odd. Yeah. So that's just one of the odd things that I've seen happen to me customer service wise. I don't tend to get bad customer service, I think, because whenever I go out to a restaurant and stuff, I understand being in the industry, why my food's taking long. I look around and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of tables. There's two servers, 18 tables. They got nine tables each. My food's going to be a while. I know that. Yeah. yeah. The server's not going to be stopping by here very often. And right. I'm okay with that. Uh, I remember when I was in Hawaii with uh, family and friends and my girlfriend's sister was there with her husband and we sat down to eat and I just met this guy and he just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know what it was. He just, he seemed like an asshole and yeah. he sat down and he starts berating the server being like, I'm diabetic. I can't have anything with sugar. I need to know the sugar content of the barbecue sauce. I need to know the sugar content in the baked beans. I need to know the sugar content in the salad dressing for the coleslaw. Uh, I'll get a diet, diet Coke. And she brought the diet Coke. And as she was dropping off the rest of the drinks, he finished, like he slurped the whole fucking thing down right through the straw. Like, Right. And she's about to walk away and he's tapping on it with his like spoon. He's like, excuse me. Hello. Refill. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, don't be such an asshole. She's clearly busy. Yeah. And she was here for less than three seconds. So then he he got like seven refills of it. He ate all the barbecue sauce, ate all the shit. And then he ordered the biggest piece of chocolate cake he could find, like the biggest one on the menu. And I was like, aren't you diabetic? It was, yeah. But if I shoot up right after dinner with my insulin, I'm fine. And I was like, what? He goes, if I shoot up, I'm fine. So he ate that he was a cunt to the server completely about everything. And then it ended up not even changing anything on the menu to support his dietary needs. Then he got the biggest piece of chocolate cake he could. And then he just took out his needle and shoved it into his stomach at the dinner table and shot up there after we were all done eating. I'm like, I'm fucking done with this dude. What a dig. That's a, that's a, that's a class A douche canoe right there. So yeah, you know, I guess, uh, Douche canoes are gonna douche canoe. So yeah. no, I never I never liked the guy. I met him a couple more times after that, and I was just a piece of shit. He truly was just a fucking asshole. Yeah, I I yeah, you know, I think that I think that um what many people have said is that the best way to get a judge of a character is to is to have is to have somebody in an environment where they have I don't know if it would be control, but a certain amount of uh expected interaction with with somebody that has no power over them like in this case like somebody it's a server yeah. you know and, and do they treat them like a person or do they treat them like a flunky you know or uh and and so obviously you got a good sense of his character by the way he acted and he acted like a piece of crap you did so yeah so that's weird because yeah. i've been a server before and I've, i was never ever treated like a piece of shit 
I don't, I don't know. I guess I lucked out never having a, I mean, I, I got a, I had a dine and dash once. Well, twice, one time it happened and they got away with it. The next time I actually followed the guy across the parking lot and into the grocery store. Whereas when he was walking into the grocery store, I just said to the security guard that was there, I was like, that guy just stole from the restaurant I worked at. We need to detain him because the police are on the way. So the security guard went and grabbed him, even though it wasn't even stealing from the, the grocery store. Wow. Yeah, he detained him and then the cops showed up and they brought him to the restaurant. I was like, all right, someone's going to pay out of my pocket for a dine and dash. Fuck it. Right. Right. I, I you get one for free. That was the rule. So I had one that was for free. And then yeah. Hey, <laughs> you're like, the hell with that. I'm chasing this guy down. Nowadays the security guard just go over with the trash bag and say, Is there anything you'd like to take from the store with you, sir? <laughs> I'm uh, not gonna stop you. I'll I'll assist you on the way out. Everything's shall free I, now. Shall I pull the car around? Yeah. You know, Christmas shopping in America is just getting a rented U Haul and going out to California and just uh picking a few things up and loading them up and you're good to go locked up. Right. I was <laughs> watching that. I was like, how's this even happening? It's, it's insane. Uh, it's not happening where I live at. Uh, our state is still fairly, uh, fairly conservative, but our main city part of where I live at is, is I think probably about 10 years from now, we're going to be probably at that point. If we keep having the kind of leadership that we have uh, running, running things. Yeah. So, yeah. Back back to politics. Yeah. Well, let's get out of that. And well, you know, you know, in some ways though, that is customer service because the that person is, that person is telling everybody what they want to hear and he's getting his t- he's getting his tips. In this case, it's votes. Yeah, so. the thing is they're they're not doing the, the job the way it the, the company, sorry, the government should be run like a business. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely should There's be, yes. Checks and balances. If if your business doesn't make money, people don't get paid. Right. So if the government isn't turning a profit, why are the politicians getting paid? Well, but technically the job of government is never to make a profit. It really isn't. I mean no, but, but it, it should, be. should be. It should be. If they're running a business, it should be to make a profit. But but I mean you think I mean like entitlements, it's all it's all just going out. You know, they're taking from us who have money and giving it to those who don't. I don't yeah. know. Well, so, not even those who don't, not even those in our country. Well, there's that too. Yeah, it just boggles the yeah. mind, doesn't it? It it, you know? it it truly does. But but let us hope that we yeah. both have well-paying Walmart greeter uh, positions in our future. Oh, and- I don't even need well-paying. I I just don't want to deal with being in charge of everything. All the time, being responsible for everything all the time. I just, I need a fucking break, man. I just need a fucking break. And a two week vacation is not going to be it. And well, I don't want my business to shut down. So that's not the break I want either, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, you don't want that. But I want to go no. out on, on my terms and I just, I want to chill at a job. Like, how, how great would it be in, in the town I live in once I sell my business? If people who recognize me as I'm a Walmart greeter, they're like, did you not own a successful restaurant like last week? Like, yeah, but technically I did. Uh, Spiritually, this job is better for me right now. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I think uh, I think that uh, I think the best thing would be just is just to have a daily podcast like Joe Rogan and you just interview people and you just talk all day. And that's your whole job. But you still have Right. I mean, oh, even oh, for less than minimum wage, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I can make $5 an hour doing this, 
I, I would do it 10 hours a day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's enough to pay my bills. It, as, lo- as long as you make enough to pay your bills, yeah. then doing, doing something that makes you happy, you know? I mean, I so don't know. It's hard to make money with, you know, three listeners a month. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one. Well, it's a big ask to just get those three to pay. So <laughs> I, you wonder know. If, I wonder if people would pay a buck a month. You think they'd even pay a dollar? I don't know. You know, uh, I was going to tell you, but you know, you need to get the the show up on um, uh, Twitter now, or get a Patreon. But you have to offer people something. I, we have nothing to offer. Like <laughs> there would have to be bonus episodes that you can't get just by going to the app and downloading, right? Right. You, you get a link sent to you from our private server that you could listen to the episode. Well, you know what we need to get? We need to have like a thousand listeners and then we just have a, a Patreon and like twice a month, we just have a, a live show for Patreon listeners only. They can just ask us questions to the to the answers for everything and we give them answers. Oh, man. That, Wouldn't that that'd be awesome? Okay, now you need to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> Although if I was a Walmart greeter, I'd probably have a lot more free time on my hands. I could make that happen. Yeah. Well, that's go. the plan. Sell the business, be a Walmart greeter, have more time to snowball this thing into a profitable enterprise. That's correct. And then we could be giving great customer service to the people that pay our bills. That's correct. We could, hmm. you know, I thought about, I thought about uh, offering it. I'm like, I don't know who would pay for it, but I'm like, I'm going to start a business that's going to be called walk with an MBA. So we just walk in the morning to take it. I keep my exercise in there. We do a walk. Yeah. You pay me for an hour. Talk about any topic you want to talk about for that hour. It could be business. It can be therapy. It can be whatever. Just take a walk. I, I consider this my therapy. Yeah. Well, it's good therapy. I mean, you know, because people with, always ask with, like, do you, do you, do you go to therapy? I was like, no, I, I talk on a podcast. I talk about everything on it. Like everything I'm feeling, everything I'm going through, everything I see, everything I do, it's all on there. I mean, I'm I'm not talking specific, explicit details of shit that I do. I right. Mean, some, sometimes I do. Sometimes I get into the details. But yeah, this is my therapy. This is fantastic. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's a good way to talk about things in life, and and hopefully talk about topics that aren't too uh, too intense. Stay away from the. Uh, the polarizing topics, you know, everybody there's besides that there's enough people talking about those subjects. They don't need a couple of us guys talking about it. No. There's people, there's people way more informed on those topics that have opinions they want to express. And I'll let they, them. They truly have the answers for more than, Oh yeah. In those topics, but let that be a secret between you and me. Yes. Yes. As yes. far we as our have... listeners go, we know everything. I, I, I want to do, I want to do a show. that's kind of like, like, like coast to coast AM. I want to do a show where we're talking to people like just people calling up and talking about like Sasquatch and Loch Ness monsters yeah. and UFOs and just Dude, crazy huh? stuff and just stories, man. You well, know, it's, it's not that hard to get guests. There's people that are on other podcasts that just want to talk. You oh yeah. Join a podcast network and just send out messages to people saying, Hey, I have a show this day, this week, this time who wants to come talk about NASCAR racing. Right. Right. And then I'll just sit here dumbfounded because I didn't even know that I knew the word NASCAR racing until eight seconds ago when I said it, because I don't know what it is. <laughs> OK, well, how's it go? Uh, I turn left. Yeah. I turn left. Yeah. Turn a couple of times. Right. And I, then, I accelerate. I turn left. See, there you go. You, I, we've already got our first guest. Charlie yes. Ray, the NASCAR expert. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I'd be a good play-by-play person for the NASCAR races. And he's going around in a circle. 
<laughs> yeah, it's still a circle. Oh, accident lane two. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think I think that would be fun. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing when you look at uh, you know, we're way way off the topic of customer service, but I I appreciate somebody who like Larry King did like thousands of interviews. I mean, and I mean, how long do you think Joe Rogan's gonna keep doing this? Probably till he's like, I don't know. I, maybe at some point he'll get tired of it. I mean, but I don't know. He 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 loves it and he's learning, yeah right yeah right. Sitting there with people, you're talking and you're learning something. That there's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, how I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's challenges, of course, with any job. But I mean, like you said, I mean, he's got a he's got a staff that does all the technical stuff. Yeah. All he's really got to do is just kind of know a little bit about the subject. I mean, and again, before anybody gets pissed off, it's it's a Joe Rogan fan. I know there's more to it. I mean, you got to be a little bit prepared. You got to understand the topic and this and that. But really, all you're doing. Like you said, you're just having conversations with people and they're talking about some subject that they're an expert in and you're not. And you're like, OK, let, let me let me learn about. Well, see, theology. That, that, let me learn about, you know, this. Let me learn about that. Well, that's why Joe yeah. Rogan says, uh, I don't I don't want to be on a TV set. I don't want to be on a movie set. I don't, there's not enough money in the world to pay me to go do that job again when I have this job right here. Right. right. So he's Horrible. doing the thing he loves the most. Yeah. Why would his you? MMA commentary, right? Well, and, and he still does occasional stand up too. I mean, he came yeah. to Kansas City on a weekend here last year. I didn't but go, but yeah. He, he's in the cushy place where he can do whatever he wants. He wants to do. And he does yeah. it. And he does them yeah. well. And he's got a hot wife and a, you know, and a good family life. He, I mean, he's got everything he needs. Have you seen his gym? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's, you know, it's like it's like a professional level gym. I mean, it's probably a million dollars worth of equipment in there. You know, Good I mean, for can, him. that's yeah, awesome. I know, I'd love that. You know, my my dream, and I've talked to you about that before. My dream is to be is to have a have a compound in some amazing locale with hopefully hopefully view of the mountains and the ocean. That would be ideal both yeah. Um, you know, and have everything I need. Have my living space. Have a gym. Have have a sauna, have the whole full nine yards, just teach classes and do podcasts. That would be my, that'd be my ideal life is to do. Well, don't forget your underage cabana boy named Jose. You need him. <laughs> I'd have a squad of them. <laughs> Four of them. It takes that many to oil me down at one time. That's right. Yeah. And if you add all their ages together, they're legal. Yeah, there you go. Depends you on what country to, you're in. You just got to move to Epstein Island and you'll be fine. You'll ah, be fine. yes. Yes, the Epstein Island. Well, I, I I think we're totally, totally glossed over all the customer service. Yes. With a bunch of other well, shit. Well, let me think of some. Uh, let me think of some customer store service story. Uh, we could do a, a would you rather? I'll ask you a couple questions, and we could end. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. This, this today's uh, today's show was was more off the cuff than we, usual. We used to call them a. Uh, Shoot the shit episodes. Yes, this is a shoot the shit episode. Shoot the shit. That that was what we, we would title them. So this one started off with something we had in our head that it turned into something completely different. But I've, yes. I've got two would you rather's that I'm going to okay. ask you. Okay. All right. So would you rather have your favorite meal always cause stomach pains and massive diarrhea with anal bleeding? So your favorite thing to eat causes you to have stomach pains diarrhea and anal bleeding or would you rather have no bowel movement control and crap your pants loudly and in abundance 
in public whenever you see someone pushing a shopping cart? Wow. I would rather not do either of those. <laughs> well, that's why it's called would I, you rather. I, I would say number one. Well, I don't know. You know what? I could probably avoid the second one in you a could. lot of ways. Yeah. Especially with online food ordering. Yeah. Yeah. Shopping. Yeah. I would have to arrange things. I, I would probably go with, uh, I guess, then number two, so to speak. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, because here's with, the thing. You would choose the second one, the shopping cart, or you choose eating your favorite food, but bleeding out of the butthole after you eat it. Well, here's the thing. I could choose not to eat my favorite food. So I hundred percent. Yeah. So I'd choose number one. Cause then, then my favorite food wouldn't be my favorite food anymore. Cause I tell you what, after a couple episodes of that, it would not be a favorite food. <laughs> you would still do it a couple more times. You'd have to. Well, maybe you'd be like, this is it. This is the last chance. I'm not yeah. going to be able to eat this again. I mean, I, I can, I just don't want to do what it does to my body. Well, the anal bleeding part really put it over the top. The, the other parts <laughs> weren't, weren't too bad, you know? I've had that with just non-favorite foods. So uh, <laughs> every time I go to Taco Bell, that's exactly what's happened to me. But I can't stop going to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell is a guilty pleasure, right there. Uh, I tell you what, though, these days uh, I just prefer—I I really just prefer to cook my, for myself. I, I went out today and I went to this buffet and with me and a friend and dude with a tip, it was over fifty dollars. I'm like, this is ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to Vegas in October for a U2 concert. And is it wrong that I can't wait to go to like Caesar's Palace to the buffet, even though it's like $69 Canadian? Holy crap. Really? Or 69 US. Sorry. 69 US. Wow. You, know I mean? you get as, you as much prime rib as you want, as much ribs as you want, as much steak as you want. Yeah. It's as much lobster crab. It's and oh, the dessert station is, oh man, it's like God came down herself and just said, anything your heart desires to get in your stomach done okay so so the day that you're going to have this buffet then what's the plan are you going to go earlier in the day so you can hopefully have some of this digested before you go to bed that oh. night because your day is going to be shot whatever you go to do this you're not going to be like oh i just had all these meals for an hour i'm gonna go for a jog you know uh, i'm gonna play it by ear all i know is that it's not going to be on the same day that i go to the concert that's a good plan. So that's my, <laughs> that's my only plan. You know what my main plan is whenever I go to a concert fest, like a festival or something like that? What's that? Don't eat anything that's going to make me have to take crap. I always feel like that when I go on a road trip, but then I go on a road trip and eat road trip food, and then I have to crap. Well, yeah, but but you know what? Road trip and a crap is a lot different. Oh, you know, the thing is, though, it's like bathrooms at a concert venue. You know, things have gotten better. They used to be really <laughs> way grosser back in the day. But yeah. still, but still you don't want to have to go in the middle of your band either. You know, especially if you paid a ton for a ticket, which I'm sure that you uh, did. I was actually going to ask you about that earlier. I'm like, they put more tickets on sale. I was going to ask you if you'd managed to score I, a ticket. I was it's... unable to score in two fan club pre-sales. Two. Wow. I was unable to score regular Ticketmaster pricing. And I don't want to pay the platinum pricing. Tickets went from $500 US a ticket to $1,451 a ticket. Wow. Ticketmaster prices. Ticketmaster just said, oh, this is a sold out event. These are all platinum seats now. I fucking hate Ticketmaster. That company needs to fucking die. Yes. They need I, to I... fucking die. And so now they're partnered up. They own a company called Vibe. So Ticketmaster, which is owned by Live Nation, which owns StubHub, which owns Vibe. Vibe is you can purchase your ticket and a hotel package. But we're not talking like a $150 room. We're talking an $860 room at the Venetian. So two nights at the Venetian and two concert tickets 
was $2,700 Canadian. Wow. Did they give you that Canadian lube to go with that? Um, nope. It's going in dry. It's uh, They say, courtesy of your prime minister, no lube available. Wow. You're already used to getting fucked in the ass. We're just going to do it again. And the thing is, you don't know your concert ticket seats. You know your four sections they can choose from, but you don't know your seats yet. And then there was an email that went out to some people, not everyone. I didn't get it. It said, there's an overhang in the section that you've chosen. You won't be able to see. The, do you know the venue that it's in? No, it's some new venue, isn't it? Yeah, it's called the Sphere. And it's it's like a big globe. And the whole ceiling and the walls on the inside are all LED screens that are better than your HDTV at home. The entire building is a fucking TV. And all the seats have vibrations in them and sound <laughs> haptics in it. It's And now the seats in this section, you can only see the band and the rectangle behind the band. You can't even see the walls and the ceiling where the TV is. So they sent that out saying, oh, yeah, sorry, guys, uh, a bunch of you have tickets here. So we're going to let you join the fan club presale next week and you can exchange your tickets. And then I never got the email. So I was frantically wondering, did they just miss me? And do I have a shitty seed? So uh -huh. I sent them three emails. And the only reply I got was, we're busy right now. Your email is important to us. We'll be back in touch once we get here. And then well. the, the presale for the fan club came and gone. Yeah, and the people that needed to switch their tickets, they didn't even get tickets in that pre-sale for the fan club. So they have to go with their shitty fucking seats that they bought that they can't see the dome. They can only see the band and the stage. And you don't know if that's going to be you or not? Not a clue. Wow. Talk about a failing customer service. It is, yeah, fucking. Hey, there you go. It all it all comes yeah. <laughs> let's so, tie that. Let's wrap that up with a bow <laughs> and tie it together. Yes, that yeah. that's that right there is an example of monopolistic power and the lack of customer service around it because like they they supposedly give a shit but but do they really uh, uh I, I one of the worst things i think it's ever happened is as as technology improved and everything else is the advent of what they call dynamic pricing and you know yep. what yes dynamic pricing because basically if you're a fan but you're not rich good luck ever having good seats to anything ever that's right yeah. I mean, let's let's hope that you're just a fan of one or two bands so you can, you know, save up for most people. I mean, a lot of people, you know, a month's salary so that you can actually have a good seat. I mean, I'm all the way in the back of the arena. I paid over $200 for an Aerosmith ticket and I'm in the back of the arena, the back of the arena. The cheapest seat all the way in the top back of the arena was still over $100. $100. That's I'm like, fucked up. Yeah. And that's before service charge. The service charge is almost 50 bucks on top of it. Oh, the, so the, ser the service charge, the yeah. service charge, the, oh, we can't even give you a hard copy of a ticket anymore. We can't give you, oh, it's on your phone. That'll be $12. Wow. Right. I, I got serviced. Yeah. I, <laughs> you worked so hard. Uh, it pays for our infrastructure. Yes. It pays yeah, for I'm the yacht. So fucking done with Ticketmaster. I don't understand how it got to this point. I mean, the bands are making bank. They don't, they don't make money from music anymore, so they have to make money from dynamic seating, right? Yeah. They have to. Well, I don't know that the band... Well, I guess if they do like those VIP packages and stuff, they get money back in from that. But you know, at least the way it used to be, you know, if you were a band, you're like, okay, well, I want a million dollars to play this show. And they got that million dollars. And then, yeah. and then they got like, you know sales at the at the venue for like merchandise or 
or yeah. special packages and stuff like that. But everything else, it was all up to the promoter how they wanted to sell it. And that was the promoter's money, not the band's, because you know they already got their guaranteed money. Unless unless they do something kind of like some kind of like guaranteed money X, and then like a share, like a profit sharing share of the of the venue, which some you know big bands could probably get away with. Absolutely, but, they can. But 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 man, you two you you two set a definite uh, or the the promoter set a definite precedent in, in hosing people. I think. Uh, uh, I just I miss the uh, the days of being a fan club member, and I would get a thing in the mail that says, "Hey, which uh, two tickets do you want for two different shows? So which four tickets do you want?" Uh, and you would mail the money away, and then you would get those four tickets. You would just get yeah. them. Yeah. I was like, sweet. So now I don't have to line up at Ticketmaster and worry about that bullshit. And I got my tickets and that was perfectly fine until like 2000 and I don't know, nine. Yeah. And then it was all online and you, yeah, we got fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was actually there for a while in the nineties. I don't think I've ever told you this part either. Uh, there in the nineties, I had a part-time job where I worked for a ticket scalper. So I would I would call in and I would buy tickets and then I'd I'd get them and I'd give them to him and he'd pay me for the cost plus he'd pay me like a, a premium over them for, the, for yeah. the time and effort. So I could make sometimes 20, 30 bucks a ticket and I and I'd usually like whenever something went on sale, I might get a pair or, or four tickets or whatever. And I did that a lot in the nineties and with, with him and I was I had like four different memberships to the Pearl Jam fan club. Yeah. And so and so it was kind of like what you said. When something would go on sale, you'd have like a certain block and you'd tell the fan club if it's in your area whatever, uh, you know, I want two tickets or whatever you were allowed to get per fan club membership. Yeah. You know. And but we also I also bought, you know, like Garth Brooks tickets. So it was whatever was big and popular, right? And the thing is is he had phone numbers like backdoor phone numbers to get into the phone banks when you called in. So you wouldn't just call the main number. You'd be calling like these direct lines, like all those, like all those rollover lines that are behind yeah. the scenes that you don't know the phone number of. Well, he had those numbers. And so we'd just call those directly. So we'd like, you'd have dialers and do this stuff and you do that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I did that for about four or five years, just like on Saturday mornings or, you know, whatever tickets used to go on sale was Saturday mornings, not Friday mornings, Saturday mornings. And, uh, you know, I made, I made, I made a few hundred dollars a month doing that and it was fun. I mean, you know, outside of the whole scalping factor, kind of, a, kind of an icky thing. Well, I mean, now, but, now Ticketmaster is its own scalper. They, exactly. They, they exactly. have 20,000 seats for a, a venue. So they sell out 12,000 of them. They keep the best 8,000. Mm -hmm. unreleased and the tickets are labeled as sold out, you know, an hour later. Right. And then they, they put the other 8,000 prime, prime tickets, primo tickets out as what do you call them? Uh, dynamic pricing, dynamic pricing. Yeah. Oh, look at this. We found 8,000 more tickets that nobody bought during the, the regular sale. Unfortunately, since it's sold out now, the tickets are 300% higher. We apologize. Right. Here you go. And they sell out. So Ticketmaster holds back on tickets and then scalps their own fucking tickets on their own fucking website. And then, you know, they've made it so because there's no hard tickets, you can't go out front and be, a, you know, what do they call it? A tout <laughs> or whatever, you know, touting tickets, touting, you know, hey, I got a pair of tickets for sale, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So like, you know, they, they basically eliminated the scalper market for anybody else but themselves. True. Yeah. So because and, and if you want to exchange things, it has to be done electronically because there's no actual ticket your ticket or or the fun thing now is your ticket's completely non-exchangeable non-refundable you buy it 
you're on the hook for it. My period. my my package for through the Venetian is non-refundable. Yeah, that's so it. Like, so like if you if you got hurt and you couldn't go, you're just out. I'm out three thousand dollars. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and, it, and, it, yeah. Those those people that run that company need to be ran out of town on a rail with uh, tar and feathers. Yeah, but now now they also own the venues. Yeah, yeah. well, they own so, everything. I don't how none. I don't get how that is a mon- is not a monopoly. You own the oh. venues. You own the ticket company that tickets the venues. You now are managing the bands that are under Live Nation, right? Because now, like you two, used to be under their own management, and then that guy quit. the The guy that start like grouped them together and gave them a chance when they were kids. Oh yeah, he, he retired, and they sold their catalog. Yeah, did, did well, they sell their catalog? They no, they own their catalog. Oh okay, they haven't sold that yet. Yet, yet. Yeah. You know, it's coming. Yeah. They they sold their their management company to Live Nation, which is owned by Ticketmaster or the other way around. Which is why you have three thousand dollar ticket packages. Absolutely, because they also own the company for the hotels. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I made out like a bandit getting to see that that I didn't get to see the original, but I got to see the you know the Joshua Tree thing that they did a few years ago with the stadium yeah. thing. And I, that was the only time I've ever seen you too. And I paid like 150 for that ticket, and I thought, wow, that's high enough, but not where, bad. Where did did you see them from the floor or from the seats? I saw seats, I saw the from the seats. I saw the tour that tour that show twice. Once in Amsterdam, and I was in seats in like the hundred level, and then I saw the opening of the tour in Vancouver and on the floor, and it was awesome both ways. And uh, yeah, it was. I don't know how I was able. To, I don't remember how I was able to get tickets for those. I don't remember uh, how I was a fan club member. Anyway, whatever. Like I went and it was awesome, but yeah, you should really go see them again because that was just a, you know, one album anniversary tour. You don't get to see the full, the full show. I would like to do that, but I'm not going to break the bank for it, and and it probably won't. I mean, they've only played Kansas City like I don't know, maybe three times in the last twenty years or something. I don't know, maybe just twice. They did a video shoot here that was pretty cool back in the nineties. That's awesome. Yeah. The the place where they're playing right in Vegas for October, there's four sections. So like P1, P2, P3, P4. And there's a general admission section. I want you to tell me what you think general admission tickets cost. When I saw them in 2005, general admission tickets were like 75 bucks a ticket. 75 bucks. Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you think the general admission is going for at this this venue? I'm gonna say let's go with US pricing. 350 or to 500. No, nah, 267. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. tickets I got were 501, and then through the package they opt that to way too fucking much. Yeah. I mean, because if I had a choice, I wouldn't stay at an 800 US a night hotel. Oh come on, man! I mean, you know, <laughs> I've, I've stayed I, I've stayed at the Venetian. In that same room, like that, and that was, I, I've told this story before, but we, my wife and I, went there with some friends, and we were going to go watch Cirque du Soleil, and we're trying to check in, and we're checking in at like six o'clock, and the show for Cirque du Soleil is at Caesar's Palace at seven, so we're like, we we have forty five minutes essentially to drop our show, wow. get ready, and then head down to Caesar's Palace, which is if you're going to walk, it's it's a pretty decent walk from the Venetian, and so, uh, so we're pretty to, difficult, yeah. We're trying to check in. We're trying to check in. And they kept saying our room wasn't ready. And I was like, hey, man, like, I don't know what I need to do right now, but I need a room. I don't care which one it is. 
because we have a thing to go at seven o'clock. Like we have to be there. And it's pretty much down to the middle of the strip. And we're up in the farther part of the strip. And um, they said, okay, uh, hold on. And they got the manager. Manager came out and said, we're going to move you up to this tower in this room. Uh, it's an upgrade. And we do apologize for any convenience. You can take that elevator. And we took it up. And it the, <laughs> we went in and there was like a mini bar. But not like a mini bar. There was like stools and like a bar. Yeah. Fax machine, like two couches, a huge bay window, a massive, massive fucking bed. And then a bathroom that had like a toilet, double sinks. It had a shower that was about the size of the length of the entire fucking bathroom. You you could fit probably 15 to 20 people in that shower. Just probably has. It was, uh, <laughs> it was amazing. Big, gla- yeah, big glass enclosed shower. Lots of like uh, marble seating in the shower to sit down on like a marble chair to like shave your legs or shower. Oh, it was amazing. And I was like, holy fuck. And I looked it up and the room was like $1,200 Canadian a night. Wow. Holy fucking shit. This is amazing. And yeah, so I'm looking at that right now and it's at 865 a night US. So I think it's when I'm looking at the pictures, like I'm pretty sure this is the same type of room I stayed in before. So it's, it's nice. I'm happy. Yeah. I don't know. I've never stayed in a room that expensive. I can't imagine. I mean, you know, I've done road trips and I'm staying in like $60 flop house hotels. So, you know, (laughs) I swear to God, I thought I was going to get murdered in a couple of them. That's a, that's a story, but uh, but yeah, you, you, you were looking for the glory holes next to the toilet when you're in the bathroom. You're like, is there? Can I can I reach over to the next room? I mean, I that's how I pay for the room. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So did, did uh, you? Were you on the the the? Did you put your wang through the hole, or did you play with the wang that came through your hole? You got to play with the wang. <laughs> that's the only way you're going to get paid. Well, that's how you're going to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, it I is, think- where was that? Texas? In Texas, yeah. I think I no. need a road trip to Texas. <laughs> Man, yeah. yeah. I already got my I already got my tickets for that festival in Texas for next year cuz they have, you know, cuz they put it on sale already, you know, 10 months in advance cuz that's awesome, you know. Everybody, that's the other thing. It's like A, everything's more expensive and B, they put things on sale so far into the future so they get your money. And that's annoying too. And it just sits in a bank account or in a, an investment and they're just making percentages upon percentages exactly exactly they're just like oh you know we're uh we're gonna take this money of course you know the thing is with festivals they need the money kind of in advance so they can pay the bands and book the band so i kind of understand yeah but, but do the bands get paid 10 months in advance or do the bands get paid if they show up i don't know you know when i was trying to book bands it was kind of like a usually you paid like when you booked them you paid like 50 percent up front and then you paid them the rest, like when they played. What if they were sick? What if somebody couldn't make it? What if they just decided, oh, sorry, double booked. I don't want to go to Kansas City to your shitty fucking sponsored <laughs> venue this this week. You know, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, I've heard from other people because I've never did that much booking, but I've talked to people, and they've had times where the band is has done that, and then they didn't get any of the money back. They were just out the money. Or, or I'm they sure have, they have insurance for that, though, right? They have to. Well, depends on how seat of the pants the promoter is. You know, some of the you know, a lot of these promoters, especially the metal, they don't have a lot of money. I mean, the bigger the bigger promoters do, yes, but like smaller promoters, no, they don't. You know, I mean, but if you're if you're rolling in the money where you're the booker, like it would be like Live Nation doing like Aerosmith, then yeah, you're, you know. When was covered. that Aerosmith show? It hasn't happened yet. It's in November. Oh. 
Oh, this is their final tour. This is this is their retirement tour. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I've seen them twice. How about you? Uh, I've seen them. Uh, one, two, three, four, or five times. This will be my fourth or fifth time. So the last time I saw them before this was two thousand and seven, and I saw them in Chicago with uh, Joan Jett opening. Uh, that oh, year. nice! I just saw Joan Jett this summer opening for Motley Crue and yeah. Jeff Leppard. Yeah. Yeah, I love Joan Jett. She's she's starting to show her age a little bit now, but I mean, God, she's like oh, six, 60 do, something. Do, do you think she's starting to show her age? Yeah, a little 60? bit. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? She's I, I still love Joan. She's still a hell of a performer. Uh, but so I saw that, and I and I saw him. You said two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seven. I wonder if it was the same tour I saw. I saw them in two thousand six in February. Probably would have been the same tour then. It might have been. Mine, uh, well, Lenny Kravitz was the opener for mine in Seattle. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Tacoma. Yeah, it, mine was mine would have been. Uh, was it two thousand six or was it two thousand seven? I'm I'm looking at my concert tickets right now. It would have been it would have been like August September of uh, of uh, two thousand uh, six or seven. You know, no, it was like October because because I. It was on a two-week road trip where I went from Kansas City to Minneapolis, where I saw um, a concert there, and um, then I went to Chicago, and then I went to uh, Atlanta, and uh, then I went to North Carolina and saw my grandma about a month before she passed away, uh, and then back to Atlanta, and then um, and then home. So. Yeah, maybe it was two thousand and five. Like these? No, that's not right. Anyway, it was it was a good show. Uh, you know, uh, here it is, September twenty fourth, two thousand seven, at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois, which is a suburb of uh, Chicago. That's uh, that's when I saw him. So, oh, so that's the Root of All Evil tour. I guess I don't remember. Uh, I'm looking at their thing right now. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll see how this tour is. It's just, you know, I, I, I didn't see the 2012 tour. They played the Sprint Center here in Kansas City. I didn't go. And then I've kind of thought that I'll never get a chance to see them again. So now they're doing this, you know, peace out. We're, fin- you know, retiring tour. So I'm like, okay, sure they I'll, are. I'll go. Just yeah, like sure. Kiss. Yeah. Well, I think Kiss is done. I do. I, I, I mean, they've well, they're, milked- they're on they're on tour right now. Yeah, but I I, th- I I think when they get done with this tour, it'll be it. I mean, these these dudes are all in their seventies, you know. I mean, I mean, it's not. I mean, you know, you gotta think. Well, I mean, you you'd think it's like they have enough money. Oh you fuck know? yeah! There's no way but, they sh- shouldn't have any money. But I mean, we don't know their their spending habits. Well, right? you know, yeah. Well, you know, you know, Stephen did a lot of it up his nose, so yeah. uh, there is that factor. Um, but uh, anyway. Yeah. I'm glad I got to see them twice. I saw them at the like White River Amphitheater, really nice outdoor venue. It's cool, and I saw them at the Tacoma Dome. So, yeah, that makes I me think, happy. I think unless you're a huge Aerosmith to- a fan, a couple times is enough. It's not like you're going to be getting like they're they're going to play the same songs you probably heard before. Absolutely, you know, yeah, and that's the thing. I know that, uh, but I used to be Aerosmith. Used to be one of my favorite bands in the 80s when i first yeah. got into them you know, like like my favorite three bands right now are you know acdc with bon scott motorhead and zz top and pretty much the only one that still even exists and even then one of the people have died is zz top all you know all my favorite band you know it's like all my favorite bands are all 
gone or dead. You know, I mean, ACDC with Brian, I still love it, but it's not Bond. Uh, but there in the 80s for a while, my three favorite bands were ZZ Top, the Beastie Boys, and, uh, and Aerosmith. Those are my three favorite bands at, at, in the mid-80s. Yeah. So, well, so Aeros- you, got, you got to see all of them, right? Oh, yeah. I got so. to see the first Beastie Boys tour when they were still, before they got all Buddhist and, oh, we, we, <laughs> we renounced the you know, chasing women and drinking beer phase of our lives, you know? Okay. Whatever. I got to, I got to see the run DMC tougher than leather tour in 2006. And it was, uh, it was run. I had like 12th row. It was run DMC, the beastie boys, Houdini and LL cool J. That was the lineup. That sounds pretty awesome. That's a pretty cool lineup. Yeah. And I got to see the beastie boys doing the full on drinking and beer and women in cages on stage that was the beastie boys i enjoyed and then they went all booze i mean they're still good but i mean you know so anyway customer service <laughs> Ticketmaster doesn't have any and we'll say that's it on on, on customer service yeah so, so i guess it's time to say good night uh know-it-alls hopefully you'll learn something hopefully you're entertained and uh if you weren't please uh message me and tell me what i did wrong so i can fix it and yes. uh Tell Charlie Ray what he did wrong so he can fix it. I'm going to say peace out, and we'll talk next week. And I'll say peace out. If you got a topic you want us to cover, drop us a line. Drop us a line. So you got like a gamer headset. Yeah, yeah, it's a gamer headset. It's what it is. So I, I bought that. I mean, I still got my other microphone and stuff. Yeah. But um, uh, I bought I bought this uh this webcam that I'm I'm using here and uh and this new headset so let's see here am i looking straight on because if i look up yeah, you're, looking, looking up. you're looking straight on okay good are, are, How about, are you able are you able to move your mic away from your face a little bit like does it like down can you hear me okay still yeah that, that's fine uh, does it move out as well or just uh, up and down i i oh. can I, I can adjust it okay because yeah it was good in where it was before it was just really really loud so i figured okay. instead of how's moving that, it down how's that is it better that, that's awesome yeah that's perfect okay cool yeah i don't want it to be over overwhelming well uh, I, you know it can always be fixed in a editing yeah but no but but there's no point in doing that if it's easy for me to do it just right now yeah that's so. the problem i have with my mic i gotta find a spot and i think i'm at the right spot i always test it before i record to see how it sounds but i tend to move around while i'm chatting yeah so yeah well if it goes ooh, that's the right spot yeah well i mean i, I <laughs> I've never heard that noise before. So, uh, if you do it to yourself while you're recording, I'll be a little worried about you. So, uh, you 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 don't do that. Like to, when you send videos to people, you don't you don't moan. <laughs> it depends on what kind of video. Well, I mean, the only kind of videos you're going to be sending to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sent a I sent a video like that once to a girl. I'll never do that again. Really? Ah, you know, maybe. I just don't feel like putting that out there. Too many, I mean, you, too many, too many freaky people. I mean, who knows? Hopefully, that video just got deleted, destroyed. Something happened to it, and whatever. Uh, I just feel too nervous with people these days to think about. Oh, there's a video of me uh, doing bad things to myself out there. You know? Do you have a, your your face in it as well, or just like the the unit? 
and uh, yeah, basically yeah. the unit. Yeah, but I'm and, sure my face was in it at some point, though. I mean, it wasn't like at the same time. I mean, you you may be you know the, the pimp of Kansas City, but I don't think everybody knows what your dog looks like. You know, yeah, I mean, not much, not much to write home about. <laughs> so you shouldn't be that worried. I w- I was talking to a girl the other night.